0: Hey, it's Melissa Rivers, and welcome to Group Text. Stay tuned for a new episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Group Text. I am so excited. We're slowly coming out of quarantine. And I don't know about anyone else, but I'm pretty much a hot mess. So I have a panel of experts to talk about how we can not just look good, but we can feel good coming out of this small nightmare. With me, of course, is Sabrina Miller. Hi, Sabrina. And I have a great panel today. I have Dr. Andrew Ordon, who is the star of The Doctors and a Beverly Hills respected plastic surgeon for what now, three decades?
1: Three decades, but who's counting, Melissa? Uh, Of course. Uh, That's a lot of TNA, by the way.
0: Yes, it is, we'll get to that. I have Joanna Vargas, who has some of the best products. She actually is the creator of my hero product, Rescue Serum, we'll get to that. But you are the facialist to the stars and gets everyone red carpet ready. And my dear friends, one of my great loves, Harley Pasternak, nutrition and fitness expert and author. Hi, Harley. How are you? Well, my ass is dragging on the ground, but we'll get to that. I actually want to start with you. I got to be honest, all of our exercise routines and somewhat healthy eating habits, I know mine have just fallen apart. Uh, Now that we're starting to come out of quarantine, where do I even begin to pull it back together?
2: You know, we don't have the same schedule and regiment that we did beforehand. Many of us aren't going to the office, aren't going to work. And, uh, and as a result, we're kind of lost. So we need to create structure. And every day, got to set an alarm clock. Every day, try and go to bed at a consistent time. Because otherwise, we're up till the wee hours watching Too Hot to Handle and Love is Blind. I'm, le- I'm a lesser person for the shows I've watched during quarantine. <laughs> and so number one, all my clients have a daily step goal. Their Fitbit needs to read at least 12,000 steps every day we are moving less than we ever have. So last year, this month, Americans moved 26% more than we do now this month. And we're able to actually keep track of that because Fitbit keeps data
0: Okay, but You're how am sleeping. I supposed to get? But how am I supposed to get twelve thousand steps a day? Do I just keep walking around my house in circles?
2: You know, I, I don't know if you remember, but I took a year off my practice eleven years ago when we were still working together. Yeah, and I, I went to the ten healthiest countries in the world. I wanted to study what they were eating, why they live ten years longer than us. They own the same obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and they all have different diets. They have nothing in common food wise. Well, they have one thing. I'll tell you in a second. But some of them only eat fish. Some eat soy. Some they eat a lot of rice, they eat bread, pasta, but the one thing they all have in common is they all walk over 11,000 steps a day. That's not going to the gym, that's not the fittest people, that includes the elderly, little kids. So you can do it, it's actually not hard to do. You just gotta get out and walk. It's the right season to be outside, doesn't matter where you are in the United States, even on the East Coast, Uh, so that's number one. Number two is sleep. We are sleeping with less quality than we ever have. We're not getting enough deep sleep, REM, We're having caffeine late in the days, we're drinking wine, we're looking at our screens late at night. So trying to get at least seven hours of quality sleep a night. The third is unplugging from technology, we're looking at screen time 40% more during quarantine than we did last year this time, and it's messing us up. So unplug for at least an hour a day. The fifth is dietary sugar. You know, be like, to be you've more.
0: become like super anti-sugar, which makes me love you less.
2: <laughs> I do so because I, I'm a self-confessed sugar addict. I'm the only non-diabetic in my family. Both my brothers have type 1 diabetes. Everyone in my family has type 1 diabetes. So I wasn't allowed to have it growing up. And which is why when I grew up, it's all I wanted. And, um, and if there's one thing you change in your diet, one thing, it's to reduce the amount of sugar. You don't have to eliminate it. Just reduce, don't worry about low carb. You know, may he rest in peace, Dr. Atkins passed away with really good intentions, overweight. Um, and uh, keto is not sustainable. And intermittent fasting five years ago was called an eating disorder. So <laughs> there's all these trendy diets that have come and gone, just cut back on your sugar. We're supposed to have no more than 25 grams a day. Americans were getting 70 grams a day before quarantine. Now we're getting over 100 grams of sugar a day. And I'm sure the doctor will tell you that's the fastest way to every single one of Syndrome X and shortening your life. And last but not least is challenge your muscles. Lift something, pull something, push something, at least five minutes a day. As little as five minutes a day can make a big difference. And so obviously this is
0: this is a good time to start new habits as we're coming out.
2: This is a great time, and I, I think we spoke briefly. I, I designed a product called Sweet Kick. And Sweet Kick is a breath mint and a fiber uh, that people take for uh, had a lot of success kicking sugar with. So it's a little breath mint. That you take, and it's a plant based breath mint. And there oh, look it is. at that um, sweet look cake. What it says on the back
0: Not today, sugar.
2: And you just let the mint dissolve, and you're unable to taste sugar for up to two hours. And when you don't taste it, all you taste is everything else. So if you have a can of soda, cola, it is so disgusting without the sugar. If you have ketchup, barbecue sauce, granola, breakfast cereals, you'll spit them out. So it really helps take back that control in that relationship with sugar.
0: Wow, so basically, Joey and I want to talk to you. Well, This is a perfect segue into sugar. Is sugar really bad for your skin? It
3: actually is. I, I try not to be preachy with my clients because I don't want to set them up for failure, but it causes you to lose elasticity in your skin. Um, it creates internal inflammation, which is the precursor to aging. Um, it can create breakouts. It'll create puffiness in the face when you wake up in the morning and it just makes you feel bad about yourself when those things are going on. So I always advise my clients to
0: limit their sugar intake. I got to tell you, my skin has become just a disaster during quarantine And yet I haven't changed my routine. If anything, I've been more diligent with it and try to do things properly like masks and this and that and the other that I usually never do. I actually have developed a lovely rash across my chin, which people are saying could be due to the masks. Yeah. What is going on? Is it stress? Stress definitely plays a factor.
3: I mean, every client that I've spoken to during this, this time has expressed that they're going through massive levels of stress and just emotional highs and lows uh, depending on the day. And all of that leads to internal inflammation as well, which is gonna come out in your skin. You kind of have to look at your skin as sort of a, uh, a window into what's happening inside your
0: body. So whatever you're <laughs> doing on the outside, and I have a rash. Really not a good thing for me to think about right now. Well, you know, stress will
3: come out in your skin. You know, it's, it, it really is just telling you what's going on and how to treat yourself differently during this time. I mean, how should
0: I be properly cleansing my skin? Because, you know, as like I said, I'm not the first person I've talked to. Everyone is starting to have like rugs and rashes from when we go out, even as little as we might from these masks
4: yeah and and i want to ask does it what you're going to recommend does it apply to all skin types
0: yes that's
3: a great question so like i think traditional ideas about skin type oily dry you know all of that stuff are really kind of old-fashioned and so what i look at when i create products or make recommendations it's always based on what Good nutrition for anybody's skin would be. So Melissa mentioned the rescue serum as being one of her favorite products. Vitamin C is something that no matter what kind of skin you have, no matter your skin tone or skin type, everybody needs a vitamin C product in their life, and that will in turn reduce inflammation on the surface of the skin. It'll protect you against uh, cell mutation from the sun. Uh, so it's kind of a
0: universal product in that sense. So, we should start with just what a really clean cleanser. What should we be? What should be our minimum routine to get ourselves back on track?
3: Minimally, I would say you have to spend time washing your face at night. Shockingly, a lot of people still don't wash their face before they go to sleep. And nighttime is your body's time to repair itself. So, if you're not clean when you go to sleep, you're kind of robbing your body the opportunity to fully repair itself while you're at rest. So washing your face for a few minutes, getting the sunscreen off of the surface of the skin and out of your pores is really important. And then I would recommend using a retinol at night. Um, Again, a retinol is something that would be beneficial for Anybody, any skin type, or any skin condition, perhaps for you, because you're experiencing skin sensitivity, I would recommend it only once or twice a week. Whereas somebody who has acne or is struggling, you know, they feel like their skin is aging exponentially, you could use it every night and it really controls breaking out. It encourages collagen production, you know, and, and that's not just something that I think. There are so many studies that, that prove that vitamin A is really great for everybody.
4: So here's another question I have for all three of you, actually. Are there exercises that you can do, facial exercises that you can do to help keep your skin firm, tight? Harley, Dr. oh, Joanna, what do you think? Well... I
3: always encourage people to do um, facial massage when they're doing their skin routine. So um, just a little background the lymphatic system, delivers nutrients and carries away waste. So when you massage your face at night and in the morning, you're really stimulating lymphatic drainage and bringing in fresh nutrients to your to your skin so i encourage that i don't necessarily recommend facial exercises in particular um i know when i was in beauty school i had a teacher who loved doing all of that but for me facial massage is the way to go because you're going to be stimulating the lymphatic system you're going to be increasing circulation and uh de-puffing your face either before bed or in the morning
0: when you wake up harley's well, harley's harley's facial massage is shut your mouth and lunge
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, on, on sunset i saw there's a sign for a uh, facial gym oh I mean, god oh uh, god gym really oh it's such cockamamie yeah. Yeah, no, so
1: over the years on the show we've had Numerous guests that have advocated these facial exercises, they claim that it'll help lift your face and eliminate neck bands and all of those things. But there is no science behind that whatsoever. And I can't believe how how much I agree with with Joanna there, uh, her feeling anything you can do to improve circulation in your face, both the lymphatics and just fresh blood flow to your face. So, exfoliating, gently rubbing, gentle massages to, to work the facial tissue will help as far as uh, keeping it more youthful and just stimulating collagen and elastin, as Joanna alluded to.
2: There's something called the Frank Starling Law. So, the heart doesn't have to pump as hard when we're lying horizontal. And most of the day, our face does not get blood flow, our face does not get all the nutrients and everything that it needs. And so there is a theory that a limited amount of time a day, inverted, so actually allowing blood to gently come to the head um, can be helpful. You want to be careful of your blood pressure and you don't want to do too often and too severely. But there is an interesting theory that depending on what part of your body you want to bring blood to, just change the angle of it for periods of time in the day.
1: Parley, I haven't thought about Starling's Law in 40 years since medical school. But to your point, that's just another reason why yoga and certain yoga poses that we know are good for your body, your mind, probably good to help your facial skin as well. Do you you
2: remember all the dirty acronyms to remember the cranial nerves and the bones of the hand and all that stuff? An old
1: Olympus towering top, a fat-armed girl, then snowy hops. The oh
2: touch and feel of virgin girl's vagina and hymen.
1: Wow, <laughs> oh, wow! All right. So the, and then the, and then the, the
2: bones modern, of the hand was shy lovers try positions that they can handle. For the branches of the external carotid artery, as she lay extended, Oliver's penis
1: slipped in. Exactly. I remember that one too. (laughs) Oh dear God, Doctor!
0: (laughs) As much as you've just taken us down a rabbit hole,
1: this is um, like memory lane here. Yeah.
0: When are you? When are you going back to elective surgeries?
1: We are back. The offices in Beverly Hills open this week, and my second office in the Palm Springs area as well. So. I come out of mothballs next Tuesday, I'm doing a facelift and eyelids. So yay, I've missed doing, actually I did a couple things. I had a few facial lacerations. I did some uh, fillers. I did some laser work, but uh, the big stuff we were not doing.
2: Funny is my my four-year-old son, he was three-year-old when it happened because it was a month ago, but during quarantine he banged his head and split his head right open here and my wife wanted to have a plastic surgeon do it, and we were so worried about finding one. I'd never had more plastic surgeons ready and excited to work. She called four at midnight, and all four called her back within 10 minutes saying, okay, great, I'll do it, I'm, I'm in. And that's,
1: and that's unheard of, because typically we don't want to get involved. I mean, Dr. Chopra said that, my partner, he goes, God, I wish I would get a facial laceration. And <laughs> lo and behold, That night I got one. So I I texted him and I said, Well, I got your wish. I have a laceration.
0: Okay, you guys, there's something so wrong with that. What has been the most requested surgery that you've been getting calls about? What what are people really wanting?
1: You know, interesting enough, Melissa, Dr. Chopra in particular, but our office, we're removing a lot of breast implants that a lot of women don't want those breast implants anymore. Some of them are claiming they have breast implant illness, that they have specific symptoms, just don't feel right. They're attributing it to their implants. So we're removing the implants, not only the implants, but the scar tissue around it, the capsule. In so many cases, we're doing lifting at the same time. And if they need more volume, we're using their own fat. So that is one of the the things we're doing most of currently but the other things uh facelifts noses uh liposuction is still popular
0: but what's what do you think people are going to want the most of as we're coming out of quarantine
1: people are <laughs> just i mean people haven't had their haircut and people haven't gotten their botox fixed. so people are lined up wanting wanting their botox fixes but you know the problem is we have to be careful in the office we can't have 50 people in there at one time. We have to stagger things. We can only schedule people every so often and only have so many people in the office at one time. So oh yeah, people want are biting at the bit for their fillers and Botox.
0: Joanna, are you already getting appointments? What are you hearing that people are wanting? Are you like booked between now and the end of the year as we're coming out of quarantine? Like everybody needs their fix.
3: Yeah. I mean, we've basically just been booking appointments. And then if we need to move them further out, then we just change and, and change their appointment further out. But we're actually booked till Christmas right now. Everybody's desperate to get back in their routine and just feel normal. How are you going to handle this? Because you go between New York and LA. Yes. Um, I think LA is going to open before New York. So I'll probably fly out to California when I get a date and help open the salon there and just see people. I mean, I have a team in LA all the time. So, you know, it functions with or without me. But I'll probably stay in California until New York opens. So,
1: Joanna, that's a good point. I think it's a it's a great part of our discussion how things are opening up. So as an esthetician, you're not open yet. It's the same thing holds true in my two offices where I have an esthetician that does the typical things, facial cleansing and facials and and light peels, et cetera. Well, she's scheduling clients, but she's not open yet, whereas the nurses and the PA who who do some of the injectables have gone back to work. So interesting enough, there's a little lag with the aesthetic side.
0: I gotta ask about something that I think I, I feel like I should be doing in getting ready to come out of this is a cleanse, should I be doing a cleanse?
2: No, there's no such thing. Cleanses started with religious foundations, whether it be Ramadan for Muslims, whether it be Yom Kippur for Jews, whether it be Lent for Christians. It's a symbolic gesture. It's not a medical thing. It's not a scientific thing. The human body is so resilient, it cleanses itself. We replace every one of the cells in our intestinal lining every 90 days, all of our red blood cells every 30 days. That piece of gum you swallowed when you're nine is not in your stomach anymore. Cleanses well, there goes that are, excuse
0: of my stomach issues. Now I think uh, I know I just, I really do have re- acid well, reflux. Cleanses <laughs> are, are
2: not a real thing. Uh, they're dangerous. Really, it's you're restricting your body of some nutrient or all nutrients, whether it be a juice cleanse, which could give you liver failure, whether it be a some kit you buy, whether it be sticking to one nutrient for a period of time, you should do the opposite. I wrote a book called The Body Reset Diet, which was a response.
0: I did your your body reset diet. Remember? Yeah.
2: So it just, last week it became a bestseller for the fourth time in eight years. It went back to number one on the list because I think people responded to it It's the opposite of a cleanse with the same simplicity. So instead of restricting your body of nutrients, it's inundating your body with the right nutrients in a very bioavailable way based on blending your food. And so you don't have time to cook, clean, all those things. Everyone has time to use a blender. It takes 90 seconds to prepare a meal, a soup, a dip. Um, And it's for a short period of time, but you're eating real food. So cleanses, bad, dumb, unhealthy, no science. Uh, If anything, try a reset. A reset is just basically... Rededicating yourself to proper structure.
0: Dr. What, what do you think about, about cleanses? Does it do you no, s-
1: I couldn't agree uh, more strongly with, with Harley, because you know, the, the hottest thing now in medicine we talk about it is the natural flora that we have in our mouth for women uh, down below our, our gastrointestinal tract, our colon. There are good bacteria everywhere, and we don't want to do anything to disrupt that and any type of cleansing will have that effect of disrupting the natural balance that we have in our bodies we don't want to do that that'll get you into trouble
0: Joanna how do you everyone always says that you know these cleanses make your skin better and this you know you'll be glowy where where, where do you fall into this um, so i i i agree with everything that they
3: just said I don't encourage anybody to not eat or to eat weird food. I don't think that that it's not sustainable, first of all. And coming off of that, everybody always goes back to like cupcakes and cookies as a reward for all the starvation. It's not really a lifestyle for me. What I encourage people to focus on is like, you know, Eating healthy to make yourself feel good because part of the battle with your skin is sort of looking in the mirror and thinking something positive about yourself instead of picking apart all your flaws all the time. And, you know, focusing on exercising once a day and eating a great dinner um, and having a shake that has a lot of vitamins and nutrients in it will do more for your skin than you know, juicing for a week or two, you know?
0: What about alcohol? Because I know about everybody else, but I've been drinking more than normal. How?
2: You're you're not alone. Wine sales are up. (laughs) Yeah, alcohol sales are up. Marijuana sales are up. I, I would say alcohol has had an incredible PR machine for many years, somehow convincing us that it's heart healthy and we'll live longer. You know, looking back at a lot of that research, it was very... Very misguided. Um, It was not cause and effect. It just, there was relationships. The cultures that tend to consume red wine also do a lot of other things that are very healthy. So when you take out those confounding factors, you do not need alcohol. It's not an essential nutrient. It is bad for you. It will not lengthen your life. It will shorten your life. There is no part of your body that alcohol is good for. It plays havoc with our sleep. And it basically shuts off our body's ability to burn fat. When we have alcohol in our body, our liver has to make an enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase. And when we do that, it shuts off the enzyme that helps us break down fat. So alcohol bad, I'm not going to comment on cannabis other than the fact that it won't hurt your sleep. (laughs) There's an angry angry drunk, but there's not an angry cannabis person. Uh, I remember Governor Cuomo talking about the one state that should have been the first to legalize marijuana should have been New York. It's so intense. Everyone needs to just chill out, not get drunk.
0: What about alcohol in your skin, Joanna? Because everyone says, is is it sort of the same thing? The lack of sleep, having all this stuff in your body? I I
3: don't drink at all anymore. I quit drinking even a glass of wine with dinner um, about two years ago. It degrades your collagen. It, it makes your skin look looser. Um, it definitely makes you break out more. But I think also just to point out, when you're drinking, you're more likely to eat things that you shouldn't. I know when I was having wine with dinner, I was also having cheese and bread. And that doesn't do much for your skin either so there you know new york is sort of a drinking culture because we don't drive around we take public transportation everywhere but i really do think that that's the source of a lot of people's upset with their skin because it's so much a culture of have a drink after work have two glasses of wine with dinner and so when someone is struggling with their skin I do talk to them about at least cutting back and not having alcohol every day because I don't think it does anything that you're going to enjoy looking at when you see yourself in the mirror as you get older.
4: What I about ask- hydration? I've always heard that it's wonderful to hydrate, whether you're exercising. And I'm a big fan of alkaline water. I actually prefer it over you know any other type of water. But that's what I've always heard from my skin. It's like hydrate, 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 hydrate.
3: Just for the skin, you know, the skin is the is last in line to get the water that you drink. It is very healthy to drink water, and I'm I'm sure everybody has something to say about that. But skin wise, even though it's great to drink water, you need to hydrate your skin through your skincare and through your routine.
2: So, oh, one, one, got, one oh. more thing about alkaline water. Um, there's no such thing, really. Uh, The idea that you would have a water with a different pH that would actually affect your body positive in any way is not based in science. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen, exactly. The body does not have a pH. Every part of the body is a different pH. The pH in your mouth, the pH in your stomach, our palms, our ears, everything has a different pH. And it has a different pH because it's supposed to. And the body has homeostasis, as the doctor will tell you. The body is so good at regulating itself from temperature, from pH, that when you drink anything, regardless of the pH, the, hydro, the acids in our stomach will neutralize whatever you drink. And so having a water that's slightly lower pH, higher pH, as soon as it goes into your stomach, it doesn't matter. It's been completely neutralized. It's like trying to stop a, 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 a 777 airplane with a piece of Kleenex. <laughs> it, it just okay. doesn't matter. Well, so, good to know. That's good so, to
4: know because, I've, you know, you hear all these different things, and I was really curious about that.
2: Yeah, it's it's not a thing. Um, pH water is – there is absolutely zero science whatsoever. They're not allowed to make claims, so you'll notice it doesn't make any claims on the bottle saying what it'll do for you. It just says pH. Um, so, yeah.
1: So, Melissa, if we can get back to what, what is good and what is bad uh, – For our skin, and we touched originally that we know that sugar is bad. It's pro-inflammatory. It causes formation of of free radicals, which break down the skin. Alcohol contains sugar. That's another reason why it has that effect on the skin. And we see people that have hard miles on them. And probably the biggest offender that's going to affect our skin in a bad way is unprotected exposure to the sun. So that's probably the number one thing we have to be vigilant about is protecting ourselves, especially if you have that type of skin that does not tan, that burns easily. You need to protect, protect, wear that sunscreen, reapply, sunglasses, all those good things. Number two, we've talked about sugar. We've we've talked about the sun. Smoking. We, you, know, you can see a smoker's skin from a mile away. People that smoke, it has a horrible effect, not only causing wrinkles just from the act of smoking, but it ages the skin as does prolonged excessive alcohol use. You see it on somebody's face. So just other reasons, motivation to uh, everything in moderation. You'll feel better, but it'll also show on the outside.
0: What about fat? Because everyone says as you get older, you need to keep more fat in your face. And you make you longer. It's the old story. It's what you know, You to pick between your, your face and your ass. I mean, well, what, what how, age... do, how do we get rid of the fat in our ass and still have nice that's fat in our fat. face?
1: Well, that's funny you mentioned that. We, we, we don't like to throw away fat. If we take fat from one part of the body, we like to put it back in your body, whether it be your face, your breasts your backside now aging three components things fall yes they do sag yes they do formation of lines yes they do yes they do finally as we age we lose volume in our face uh part of it is we actually the amount of soft tissue goes away but also it's a settling effect that's why we use fillers and volumizers, you can things like sculptor and radius and your own fat to give you that more youthful look, higher cheekbones, get away from that gaunt look. People get hollow in the temple area, they get hollow under the eyes. Those are all great spots to volumize using your own fat.
0: Joanna, how do we, what products of yours should we be using to plump our skin? Or in general, how do we plump up our skin without necessarily having to do so much with injectables?
3: Well, I would say using a retinol at night is important. It's great for collagen production. It evens out the skin tone. It keeps your pores clean. And then during the day, using a vitamin C serum is amazing, uh, especially under sunscreen. It boosts the efficacy of a sunscreen. It protects your skin against sun damage. It reduces inflammation. Those are two sort of staples that I think everybody should have in their routine. I think people need to exfoliate twice a week. I like a combination of a physical and chemical exfoliant, meaning you know something that's scrubby, but also that you can leave on the skin uh, that will exfoliate you like an enzyme or a lactic acid. Those types of things are really important. And then I think masking once a week is also really important. Doing like a little mini facial at home and really taking care of your skin once a week is, is really vital for anybody. The skin is something that like the more you, you
0: do that's good for your skin, the more you'll get out of it. Okay, one last question for everybody. And I'm, it's like a lightning question. So think, not multiple choice. Here's the question. I'm gonna go around and start with Harley. If we can only do one thing right now to make ourselves look good and feel good, what would it be?
2: One. Sugar. Sugar. Cut out sugar, because sugar's gonna, removing that will help your sleep, it'll help your body weight, it'll help your your insulin sensitivity, it'll, it'll help your mood, it'll help your energy. I would reduce sugar. And if you go to sweetkick.com now, you can order your 2 <laughs> supply of your sugar reset kit.
0: And also um, go and order your Harley Pasternak blender, which still, after 11 years of mine, is still working. Right? My Harley Pasternak blender. See? Okay, um, Joanna, what would be the one thing?
3: If I could recommend one thing for your skin to make you look and feel better, it would be yep. retinol. Retinol. Uh, retinol at night will assist your body's repair cycle, it will encourage collagen production,
0: and it'll make you feel really happy about your skin. And shameless plug from me, your products are amazing. Thank okay, Dr. You. Gordon, one but thing,
1: one. I, retinol was, was on my list. What I'm gonna say is wear that sunscreen. Protect yourself from the sun, apply that sunscreen, it's gonna help reduce lines, wrinkles, sagging brown spots red spots all of the above
0: and shameless plug for you you're wonderful you're amazing and i love you i miss you i miss you too everyone this has been fantastic thank you so so much can't wait to have you all back again bye everyone